Welcome to the Red Pill Sports Podcast, combating Woke Inc.'s takeover of sports. Red Pill Sports Podcast, sports done right. All right, all right. Good to have you tonight on Red Pill Plus. We are now Red Pill Plus. We were Red Pill Sports Podcast, but we are expanding and going beyond just uh, sports. And uh, uh, sorry that we missed the show last week, and I'm thankful that you have uh, decided to join us. Thank you for those that have been downloading shows, even though we were out last week. Uh, Really no good excuse for last week, just kind of one of those weeks where there's a lot going on. And uh, I said, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll give them two shows this week. So here we are. I'm Donnie Copeland, your host. You can find me on Twitter or X at Donnie Copeland. Also, Facebook, uh, you can find us at Red Pill Plus. Uh, and uh, the plus means that we're now doing sports and uh, news. Uh, just kind of trying to keep you abreast of everything going on. Uh, so tonight's going to kind of, I'm doing this on a Sunday night, so it's the end of the week, kind of doing amusing. Uh, I'm, uh, uh, and and part of my reason for holding up on doing the show last week, we're getting new IDs done, taglines, uh, and so forth, and uh, it was it's on me. We have a great guy that does our voiceovers, and he was waiting on social media stuff for me, and I didn't get it to him, so that was... 100% on me, but hey, we're here now, and I hope you had a good week. Uh, LSU beat, beat Arkansas, so I'm happy. I'm telling you, man, when, when Arkansas beats LSU, now, I think we've won seven of the last eight, so it's been pretty good, but I've been here in Arkansas 21 years, and any time that uh, Arkansas beats LSU, uh, it's it's brutal. I mean, and I don't ever rub it in. I don't, I don't you know wear my purple and gold to church and rub it in their face, um, uh, maybe a little bit. Uh, but we have a young lady in our church last night that was texting me during the game and saying, you know, uh, give me a hard time. So I saw her at church today, and I was like, uh, you know, you started ragging me a little bit early. But Arkansas played a great game. LSU's defense is just not very good. Their offense, I think, is very good. Defense is not good at all. But Matt House, former D.C. or defensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs, um, I, I think he'll get it figured out. I just think they've got a lot of questions on the uh, on the defensive line uh, and, uh, and their defensive backfield is just horrendous. I don't know how it gets that bad that quick. It's kind of a strange year seeing a team like Alabama really struggle. I mean, struggle against mediocre teams. Uh, that Ole Miss-Alabama game was really ugly. Uh, today in the NFL, uh, Dolphins hang 70 on the Broncos. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a Saints and Cowboys fan, so today was not a good day for me. So the Saints are ahead 70 to nothing with 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter, and they lose 18 to 17. And no one's more insufferable. Uh, when they're doing well is Jordan Love, the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, so, anyway, uh, Saints just lay an egg. Uh, Carr, Aaron Carr got hurt early in that game. Shoulder injury got slammed down on his uh, left shoulder, I believe it was, a right shoulder, and uh, left the game. And, and man, Jameson Winston, he, he was just – it was not good. Um, not good at all. Um, their and their defense didn't look good. You know they were giving up just all the under throws, and then the Dolphins hang seventy on the Broncos. Man, I wonder if Sean Payton's thinking, man, what in the world did I do? What you know? What was I thinking? Um, so we're going to talk a little bit more about sports. We're going to talk about uh, the news and this week in the new, in the news. Uh, talk about the presidential race. So we'll just kind of do a little bit of musing if you're on an airplane or if you're sitting in the airport or whatever. Uh, a lot of these things will be things I think that you guys 
uh, are thinking. Maybe there'll be some unique perspective. I sure hope so, and make it worth your while. Don't forget about our sponsors, uh, Red River Auto, RedRiverAuto.com. Listen, more than likely, if you're listening to this, you are a uh, conservative because we are a conservative show. Bottom line, uh, and you will not find you know in this wor- in this time of huge corporations and uh, you know conglomerates and uh, these big huge companies owning multiple car dealerships. Uh, there's this smaller that they've got quite a few dealerships. Super conservative, super patriotic uh, people. Um, that own Red River Auto, redriverauto.com. And so like Carvana and all the other ones where you can buy cars online, you can go to redriverauto.com, tell them Red Pill Plus sent you. And uh, we are part of the Doc Washburn show, a podcast. Uh, you're going to be seeing some branding uh, here shortly, DW Plus, that stands for Doc Washburn. DW Plus is our network, and uh, we've got a new uh, show coming on. In fact, I've got episode two in the can. I'm waiting on episode one, so I don't want to start with two and not have one. Uh, but uh, one of our business partners, Brian Coolis, who is a longtime uh, radio personality uh, in Dallas-Fort Worth, in uh, Boulder or maybe Colorado Springs, Colorado, uh, in Phoenix or Tucson, uh, Arizona at least, and Brian is one of the nicest human beings in the world. He is a Medicare expert, phenomenal, owns a company that helps people with Medicare. He's come up with this phenomenal idea. It's called the Medicare Funcast with Brian Coolis. And you you are absolutely going to love this show. What he does is shows those of us that are getting uh, close to and are at retirement age. We may not be actually, you know, uh, retiring, but we we could, uh, and we want to know our options. And Brian is phenomenal. And maybe you're not there. Maybe you're a lot younger, but you got parents, or maybe even grandparents uh, that uh, that need this information. But here's the neat thing about Brian's show: Brian is, has so many connections. He and, and I'm I can't wait. I started listening to one of his shows a while ago, just before I went on the air, and he's. Um, interviewing this guy known as the rock and roll detective and he's talking about a, a song that brian wilson possibly stole and about the lost beetle uh one of the beetles uh when i believe it was ringo was out uh one time and and uh they had a guy stand in for ringo but he's got story after story great interviews and so what he does basically is kind of this blend of infotainment it's a lot of a lot of entertainment, but he weaves in there this uh, Medicare, uh, and he'll front load it a lot of times and have the Medicare stuff up front. So if you want to fast forward, uh, it's in video and audio. We'll be loading those on the dot uh, Washburn, uh, so you can find those at dot Washburn dot com, and uh, we're going to be rolling out DW Plus, which will be our uh, our. Uh, uh, Network. I couldn't think of the, the... So I'm very, very excited about that. Doc is in a little bit of a transition. He's uh, got some, some radio stuff working, and he's going to be doing some more radio work. That's why he's doing a little less uh, podcasting. But we're still still going to be going on the podcast, still be doing video and audio on the podcast. Uh, he's the one that you know makes our world go round around here and uh, pays the bills. But uh, So Brian... With uh, Medicare, uh, Funcast, Dot Washburn with the Dot Washburn Show, and then Donnie Copeland here with the Red Pill uh, Plus, which is sports plus news done right. So what we're doing, we're doing the sports headlines and the news headlines from the conservative point of view. And man, we're just so very thankful to have you. Uh, also, MyPillow.com is another one of our sponsors. Do a phenomenal job. Listen, you owe it to yourself to get you a set of the Giza Dream Sheets. I um, I cannot tell you. When I go to bed, I, I fight sleep like a child. I really do. I, I go to bed typically. I'm, I'm doing this podcast at 1.50 a.m. Uh, I won't go to bed probably to 3 or 4 a.m., something like that. It depends on how long I'm on here. 
but I just I fight sleep till I you know till I pass out. Now I used to could operate on you know five hours, four hours sleep. I can't do that anymore. I'm too old, so I, I have to I have to get you know at least six. If I get six hours, I'm good. Uh, but uh, you know I mean I just I just sleep till I wake up. But it's three or four, and and usually by nine nine thirty something like that. You know I'm up and going, but I stay up you know, super, super late. So, uh, anyway, uh, I'm thankful that you joined us. I, I hope tonight, I believe I can, uh, have a pretty good pulse on everything, not everything. Uh, that sounds super arrogant and it certainly didn't mean for it to sound that way. I have a pretty decent pulse from the right on, uh, the, the things going on in the news and in sports. And that's what we try to do for you here tonight on the red pill plus, podcast sports plus news done right and i'm thankful uh, we again we'll have our tags and intros and all that everything says red pill sports right now and we'll be transitioning to red pill plus can i still say transitioning and uh i hope so anyway uh don't want to we don't want to erase that um that from our language from our vernacular uh do yourself a favor uh, again, I, I make no apologies about it. I'm a Donald Trump fan, but man, I am so so intrigued with uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, um, and, and and I'll say this about it, and we'll get back to sports here in a minute. But I'll say this about Vivek Ramaswamy. Um, you know, I was just as skeptical of Don, Donald Trump. I, I did not support Donald Trump even up until the primary. I was for Ted Cruz, and now I literally cannot believe I did that. Uh, we had Ted Cruz at our church. Uh, I pastor a church here in uh, Little Rock, in the capital of Arkansas. And we had uh, several thousand, some people say up to 4,000. I think it was probably 2,500 to 3,000 folks. I got to meet, uh, sitting in my office was, uh, was Ted Cruz and his dad, and uh, I got to meet them and spend time with them, just the three of us in there, for about 20 or 30 minutes. It was a great, you know, great visit and all that. But I've never met, and he's a very smart guy, very engaging, actually, one-on-one, much more so than publicly. He, he doesn't come off well publicly uh, or, you know, in media well at all. But, uh, man, this Vivek Ramaswamy is just... So, so everybody says, well, he's been a Republican for 15 minutes. That's true. But, you know, Donald Trump was a, a Democrat. I mean, he was just a flat-out Democrat. Ramaswamy, at least, has not been much of anything but been more libertarian than anything. Uh, and he's 38 years old, so he hasn't been much, you know, uh, for very long because he's 38. And that's coming from an old guy, but... Some of you guys that are younger, 38, feels probably a lot older than I think it is. But nonetheless, you owe it to yourself to go on YouTube and 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 I'll try to post it on our maybe on our Facebook page and maybe even on X. But watch his. It, it's lengthy, and and if you're one like me that likes you know likes a lot of information, watch his speech to the GOP in Michigan, uh, I guess it was yesterday, and it's one of the most phenomenal explanations of how we got to where we got to with the administrative state, with China, uh, on and on. So it's, it is it is phenomenal. Uh, switching back to the uh, sports world, uh, I, w- I want to talk a little bit about uh, Dion and uh, Colorado. I think it's one of the greatest stories in, um, you know, going is the story. Now, I, I can tell you, I, I was not, and I'm not trying to sound like an expert. I just, I knew that this bur- uh, bubble was going to burst uh, at some point, you know, just the, but that's what the media does. And I'm not blaming it all the media. Really, I'm not. Uh, I think we all bought into the hype. Uh, and I do think Colorado is good and they're I mean they're gonna be they're already much better than they were last year uh while they won one game last year and 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 I think they probably win 
I think they get bowl eligible. I think they win six. They may win seven. They could win eight games. I don't think, you know, of course they got trounced by uh, Oregon yesterday. Uh, they uh, probably get beat. I, I don't think I don't think USC, I think they're overrated. I think Arizona State last night played them really well, uh, very physical. Um, and so I could see – you know, Travis Hunter's out. That's the wide receiver and defensive back for most of you that are sports fans know that. So that that hurts them. Uh, the problem with Colorado is they, you know, yeah, he, he brought in a ton of transfer transfers. But the problem is depth. And when, when you bring in that many players, you're bringing in players for every uh, position. Okay, so... That's different when you bring in players for every position, and you got to cover every position: offensive line, defensive line, defensive backs, linebackers, uh, on offense. You know, wide receivers, offensive linemen, uh, quarterbacks, uh, running backs. Uh, maybe I missed something. I don't know. Safeties, uh, whatever. Uh, you you have to get so many people. You can't necessarily get the depth, and they and you build depth. Uh, over years, over time, at least two to three, five years. Uh, and you can get a good front-line team, but that team is really, really thin. You saw that in the Colorado State game. As that game lingered on, uh, now Colorado's offense played better, but their defense has been porous. Uh, and and they just you know they they were so outmanned on the front line uh and then then as the year wears on what will happen you'll have more and more injuries you'll have offensive linemen so you'll have your top offensive linemen go down so now you got a guy that's a huge drop off on the offensive line then you have a huge drop off defensive line so now you're not getting any rush now you're not getting any protection uh for Shadur Sanders uh, now you've got uh, Travis Hunter out, who is their top cornerback and their top wide receiver. You got so you got a wide receiver, top wide receiver, and top uh, running uh, uh, wide receiver and cornerback out, which happens to be the same person in Travis Hunter, who's probably going to be out for at least two more weeks, if not more, probably five or six weeks. It seems like a clavicle or maybe a rib, broken rib. So that that's going to be lengthier than it is short term, I would think. Um, so, uh, and I think he may have some internal injury laceration. So you know that stuff you can't play with. Uh, so what's going to happen is this depth is uh, you know this disparity in depth is really really going to start showing as, as you know you're in week three or week four. We just finished week four. We're going into week five, I believe it is. So you're you're looking at each subsequent week; it gets tougher and tougher. Now, and and then you still got Oregon State. You know they lost this weekend, but they're they're really good. You got USC, which I'm never I'm never sold on Oregon or Oregon State. I know Oregon beat uh, Colorado, but Colorado's you know they're they're uh, bottom tier just. Deion's had them playing out of their mind, and they got some great skill position players. But I've never been super impressed with them. I watched them with TCU. TCU's way down, uh, and they did stick with TCU. I, I mean, again, I think I think Deion's doing a great job. But I got some stuff I want to talk about Deion and his coaching uh, going forward here in a little bit. So I'm not I'm not down on Colorado at all. I think Deion's going to do fine there. I think he's going to do great there. Uh, and I think he's going to be, do too well there to where the NFL is going to try to pick him off. Uh, and I'll talk more about that because I've got some really uh, strong opinions about uh, him as a college coach. Uh, it's strong in a positive sense. So, um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, and I know they're the story of the, you know, or were the story, but that isn't that kind of what the media does. They find a story and they just build it up, build it up, build it up, and then when it's over, but that's not how life works. You know, it's 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 the tides in, the tides out, sun shining, it's it's cloudy, it's rainy. You know, it's ups and downs. That's that's what life is, and that's what this team will be. Uh, 
and and I think Deion's the you know Deion Sanders is the one to uh, to to fix it. I, I think he's the one to maintain it. I love and and, and again I'll talk about a bit more of that later. Um, you know the SEC is is actually a very weak conference this year. Amazingly, uh, you you got you know you really have no one. Georgia's not even what they used to be. I think if there's any year where and Ohio State's down. I think there was any – and Michigan doesn't look that great. So I think there was any year that Oregon finally, you know, uh, you know, finally does what they think they're going to do. I think this might be their year. Uh, but watch, watch Washington State. Watch Washington. I think that Apple Cup is going to be phenomenal. Washington and Washington State. Michael Penix can throw a laser. Uh, K.J. Jefferson, Arkansas's quarterback. Um, was very impressive. I mean, 250 pounds, uh, it, you know, and can throw the ball like he can and can run like he can. Pretty amazing. I think the Pac-2 is what's left there now. Uh, is is really good this year. Um, comparatively, just because the SEC is so down. The Big Ten is really down. Minnesota's struggling. They've been pretty good. Northwestern, of course, is just, you know, a bombshell. Ohio State's not that great. That Notre Dame Ohio State like to just it, it was it was just not a it was it was a close game. It's a good game. I just think both of those teams are you know, Notre Dame has a great quarterback, uh, but and they've got some great linemen, great tight ends that are historically always good running backs, uh, just skilled position players. They just never have uh, a lot of, you know, the, the really highly skilled. They've had some good cornerbacks with a C, uh, cornerbacks. Uh, uh, and obviously they've had some good quarterbacks through the years as well, QBs. Um, but but in highly skilled players, in depth, they, they just don't. So I don't think they can run with the big boys, you know, Michigan, Ohio State, uh, Georgia, uh, Alabama looks terrible. So, so the state of I, I think what I think what the portal has done is really made is brought, and I'm going to say this carefully, but I think that maybe the portal has brought too much parity. See, we always want parity till we get it, and then what parity really is is mediocrity. That that's really what it is. Parity. Uh, and then you have all these players being spread out over, you know, what, 400, 250, I think it is actually, 400 in all the divisions, 250 in Division One. Um, so you, you've got all these players spread out over 250 teams, where usually that was probably, what, 30, 40 teams max, probably more like 20, 25 teams, and really the bulk going to 10 or 15 teams, if not 10 or 5 or 8 to 10 uh, but now you've got, you know, the NIL and you got the portal. Portal, uh, These players are being spread out. So what are you getting? You're getting SEC's not as strong. Uh, and, and things are cyclical. I get that. But I think this has been exacerbated by uh, the portal, by NIL. Uh, and, uh, and so we find, you know, just it's uh, – it is what it is. It at least makes it interesting. It's, it's not automatically Alabama. It's not automatically uh, Georgia. Uh, any, literally anybody could win the SEC West this year. Um, I think it ends up being a dogfight. I think, you know, bad as I hate to admit it, I think A&M may be much better than what people thought they were going to be. Um, I think maybe uh, – and Lord, it's, it pains me to say this, but I think Jimbo Fisher probably made a great hire with Bobby Petrino. We'll see. You know that that definitely has potential to blow up in in uh, Grandma Fisher's face. Uh, that's what it reminds me of with his glasses down over his nose. It reminds me of a you know little Red Riding Hood's grandmother. Um, so did you see him on the field the other day? Uh, Saturday against Auburn. Auburn cornerback, uh, uh, one corner, cornerback tipped the ball, another one uh, defensive back at least. 
picked it off in the air, takes off running down the sideline. And Jimbo's 10 feet out into the, uh, in the field. Just what a dangling. Uh, but anyway, uh, that let that be as it may. Uh, you know, Auburn fans think that Auburn's back. And they may be. They, they, uh, and I, I think Hugh Freeze is a great coach. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, Florida had, had a good game. What a week ago against Tennessee, but Tennessee's not that good. They did bounce back this week. Um, so uh, anyway, that's that's kind of the state. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of any other teams that really impressed. Uh, UNC maybe South Carolina uh, looks like you know at first thought they were going to really be. Uh, maybe be something pretty special this year or, or more special than normal. I'll tell you a team that you, you probably ought to watch, and LSU has to face them, I think, week after next. LSU faces Ole Miss on the road, then they go to uh, Missouri. And I, and I think uh, uh, drink, drink, Drinkwitz, drink, Drinkwitz, yeah, I, I think uh, Missouri is a team to watch. Uh, I just, I don't know. Uh, I think that they've got that uh, recruiting base out of St. Louis, um, and Drinkwitz is is he, he's he's an X and O guy, uh, and I, uh, I I think they're a team that could contend uh, for. You know, they gave Georgia a great game last year, uh, and Georgia just seems like they're just they're they're in the doldrums. I don't know. Listen, when you don't have a uh, you don't have a high, high caliber quarterback, uh, and Alabama has showed you that. Uh, now, I think Milrose played much, much better this past week, but when you don't have a quarterback, man, it, you know, things get interesting in a hurry. Uh, switching to the NFL real quick. I know I'm all over the map, but that's what we do. Uh, you know, Dallas, man. I mean, I, I'm a, I said it earlier, and I, I got – off track, talking about Green Bay and the Saints. And the Saints, you know, just laid an egg. But then Dallas gets beat. I mean, the last time I heard, Arizona was tanking and was, you know, they were just going to sit uh, their starting QB. I can't even think of his name right now. Uh, he's from Allen High School. Uh, man, I can see him and, and know his name wasn't on my own. But, uh, you know, he, he is out hurt. Uh, and then they're, you know, uh, and they're just, they're not supposed to be very good at all. And then they, they just manhandle Dallas. And, and I'm sorry, I like Dak. I just don't think you're ever going to win a Super Bowl with Dak. I, you know, and, and that changes from week to week. And I think therein lies the problem. It does. It changes week to week. You think, oh, yeah, man, he's, he's great. And then, man, it was it was ugly today. Uh, so uh, we'll see. We'll see what, what happens there. Uh, Jets, still the Jets. Uh, they need a quarterback. Uh, Chiefs certainly don't look like the team. I think the 49ers, uh, they, they look like the real deal. Um, you know, again, I think you're seeing some of that you're seeing some of that um, that parody in the NFL. You know, just things being all over the map. You got the Cardinals who were zero and two, and they beat the Cowboys who were two and zero. And the Cowboys, you know, are just beating the Giants like you know, just uh, I mean, stealing their 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 candy and uh, just playing seemingly lights out, and then just lay an egg. I mean, defense, give up 28 points to that offense, uh, you know, just un, unbelievable, uh, unbelievable. Um, so, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. I mean, and, and you just have to, you just have to just take the good with the bad, I guess, you know, because with Dallas, it's it's a mixed bag. Uh Fascinating, um, yeah, I couldn't think of Kyler Murray's name to save my life a while ago. You know, the last thing I heard, they were tanking and they weren't even going to try to start Kyler Murray for a while uh, just because he's, um, you know, he's 
you know, hurt. So they're like, hey, man, we might as well just tank and just keep rolling and, uh, you know, get a high draft pick next draft pick next year in the in the uh, you know in the NFL draft but they may not need him to beat the Cowboys they didn't today for sure um, and, and I too I think he and, and I know some people that knew him when he was in high school I think he's always been a cancer attitude wise and I think he's a cancer in, at the Cardinals so I don't think they're interested in bringing him back too quickly I really don't um, I, I think they're worse off with him Great talent, great ability, not a prototypical size-wise quarterback. Great ability, great running ability, great arm. You know, probably could have played professional baseball along with professional football. That's how talented he is. But between the years, he's just, you know, not a very um, easy person to get along with from, from everything I've heard, and that was people that knows him quite well, you know, in the, you know, uh, while he was in high school. Of course, everybody's a jerk in high school probably that's very talented. So, you know, that's, um, you know, that in, in fairness to him. So um, I, I want to get back to Deion Sanders. Uh, and what made me think about this, I was watching a video of Michael Denbrock. That's the offensive coordinator for the LSU Tigers. And he was giving a speech, and he's dropping the F-bomb, you know. And, and then I see this a lot, you know, with, with um, different coaches, and they're giving speeches, and then they're dropping the F-bomb. I mean, it's like – and I'm thinking, you know, your job and, – and, and please don't, don't – let, let, me, let me finish this, finish my thought. Then you can, you can disagree or agree. It's fine. Um, and and I don't I don't beat people up that that curse that that's their thing. I mean I used to have the foulest mouth in the world, so who am I to you know I'm not sitting here you know looking down on people because they curse. So I'm not talking about from a morality standpoint as I am from a training professional standpoint. You know my wife and I were out to dinner one uh, last week one night, and there was this couple behind us and they were having a pretty spirited. Uh, it, you know, it sounded like maybe a breakup or something. Man, he's dropping F-bombs just constantly. And I'm like, dude, you know. And, of course, I didn't say anything and, and wouldn't have said anything. But it was just so classless. And, and especially, you know, in front of people, it's just so classless. But I think about these coaches, and you are, uh, you, you are the example. A lot of these young men uh, – and mainly African, uh, black, you know, young men. But, but a lot of these white kids grew up, you know, I think, was it 30% of black kids grew up without a father in the home, 30 or 40%. And it's like 20% of, of white kids grew up without a father in the home via divorce. Uh, and so, you know, the dads may be in their lives to some extent, but not growing up with a dad in the home. So... Uh, these, these young men, especially the, 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 the black kids, these men are the father figure. And I think, I look at Dion who refuses to curse. And, and I look at that and I think, man, I think there's something there. I think there's something uh, really, it's more than just not saying curse words. It, it's really, you know, think about it when you go into the corporate world. And you're working. I'm not talking about out to eat or, you know, having drinks after work and every, everybody's, you know, talking like they talk uh, or, you know, on a factory floor. But I'm talking about in, in the halls of corporate America, uh, in meetings and so forth. I'm, I'm sure that stuff happens, but, you know, you, you have to be super careful. You better be the CEO and be pretty high up if you're dropping F-bombs. Uh, and I know that happens in private meetings when things get spirited. But you, you look at the people that are the leaders in, in different segments of society, and they're, they're pretty buttoned up, and, and they're not, you know. I, I just I think there's so many words in the English language that you don't have to use those words, in my humble opinion. Uh, and then you're shaping young men's lives. Uh, and so that's one thing, I, that's one observation I would make about Dion. The other thing I would make about him, 
is a lot of people have problems with him because he's so confident uh, and 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 even arrogant and even um, you know showboat. That's always been his thing, prime time, right? Um, but I think when you're rebuilding a program, you have to have that mindset. And then here's the, the other thing about Dion. You'll never hear Dion talking about the other team. and I'm, I'm talking ragging on them and, and berating them. And, you know, Dan Lanning was giving his speech. I don't know if you heard about this, but he's giving his speech uh, pre-game, Oregon, Colorado. And he's just, you know, this ain't a Hollywood script. You know, this is, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I get it. you got to motivate your guys like you got to motivate them. But, look, it wasn't Dan Lanning's speech that won that game yesterday. Yeah, did it motivate them to go out there and start the game? Sure. Did they start fast? Absolutely. You know, up, what, 35 to nothing at halftime. So, you know, the result speaks for itself. But be that as it may, uh, Colorado was widely, widely outmanned, uh, vastly outmanned on the defensive line, offensive line, skill positions, on and on and on. So – um, and primarily in the, you know, on, on the offensive defensive line. So, uh, and then they asked Dion what he thought about it. You know, the speech. He said, "Hey, man, you know, he won. They they whipped our butt. That that was his quote. Uh, if you'll notice, he uses dern and butt a lot because he he doesn't curse. And uh, and and but then he said he said he said you know what they they whipped our butt." But he said, they better get us now because we're coming. You know, we're, 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 we will be back. And, and, and that's what you need. And then he said this. He said, man, good for Dan Lanning. I don't know Dan Lanning. And Dan Lanning wants to, you know, talk about us and talk about. He said, man, I didn't invite all these cameras here. They, you know, they came. We, we, we won and, and the story was created. And, and, and I think Dion is seizing on something there that, a lot of people fail to see, and that is, man, you never get ahead in life by trying to drag somebody else down. And and one of the things that you'll learn, and and if you you know, and some of you that have some age on you, man, if you spend your time, that's why the Bible says, don't compare yourselves among yourselves. Uh, if you spend your time trying to figure out how somebody else was so successful and why them and why not you. Bro, you live a miserable life. And what you do, you take, and I take, um, you know, I, I, I take responsibility for my life. I can't control. If, if somebody else is doing well, I, I need to force and discipline myself to feel good about that person doing well. It does me no good to feel bad about somebody doing well or me feeling like, man, why then, why not me? It has nothing to do with me. And so, uh, so Dion saying what he said yesterday in that news conference, he said, look, he said, man, I'm not, I'm, I'm glad Dan Lanning's doing well. Uh, I'm glad, you know, I, I don't know, like that it was us, but, you know, I'm, gl I'm glad that he did well, man. Good for him. And uh, but he said, well, I don't know Dan Lanning, you know. I don't know why he's coming after us. We, we didn't create the story. You know, the story kind of created itself. We won and people... Uh, gather around us, and I've, I've gathered a crowd wherever I've gone, and and so the bottom line is, you know, Jim Rome, not not uh, R H O M E, not the uh, sportscaster. This was Jim Rome, the uh, motivational speaker, and he used to say, he said, "You never worry about what you can't control. You know, quit complaining about the weather. You can't control the weather. Quit con quit complaining about how much it rains. You can't control how much it rains." Why don't you focus on the things that you can do something about? And and that's what Dion's doing. So I think, you know, I, I think these young men that are under his tutelage, I think they're learning. Yeah, they're learning how to win football games, and they have not done that in the past. But I think it's much, much more than that. I think the approach he's taken, supreme confidence, not focusing on what other people are doing or not doing, Focusing on you, focusing on you being excellent, uh, and even in the face of defeats, and hey, uh, kudos to you, you 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 knocked us on our butt, but we'll be back. You know, you, you better get us now. 
that right there is the formula for life is, you know, don't focus on other people. When you're defeated, you say, you know what? I was defeated today, but tomorrow's another day. Um, don't forget our sponsors, Red River Auto, uh, RedRiverAuto.com, and MyPillow.com. Don't forget to use that co promo code RED. You got more savings, and you will be so glad. Look, winter's coming up. Make sure you get some of the Giza Dream Sheets, and make double, triple sure you get some of the uh, slippers, the uh, MyPillow slippers. Those, th those slippers are so heavy and so nice that you can wear them to the store you know, to get a cup of coffee, you can wear them, you know, to run to the office to get a file you forgot or whatever. Uh, and you have to put on new shoes. You run the trash down to the, to the street. You gotta run and get the mail, whatever. So, uh, don't forget about our, our new podcast coming up as well. We're going to, we're going to talk a little bit more. I'm not going to leave you here. I just want to get a little bit of this, uh, pay a few bills, uh, and then we'll get back into some politics. Um, but uh, so don't forget about Red River Auto. Look, if you're looking for a car, do me a favor. At least call these people. Go to redriverauto.com. Uh, go online and say, hey, man, I heard about you on Red Pill Plus. I heard about you on the Dot Washburn Show uh, podcast or on the Medicare Fundcast with Brian Coolis. And, uh, man, I just want to give you guys a shot and just see. Just, you know, if nothing else, take their price that they quote you and go to your local dealership. But man, I'm telling you, you will love these folks. Mitch Ward, uh, the owner, uh, good, solid, godly, good, conservative people that you're going to love. And then MyPillow.com, promo code RED, uh, check it out. Uh, you saw where Mendoza, Senator of New Jersey's wife, has um, now been indicted for... Uh, maybe it was bribery or something. Excuse me, I didn't see that. Uh, I didn't see what it was, but um, shocker, right? Uh, other shocker is Kevin McCarthy. He's not going to do anything about Joe Biden. He's not going to impeach him. Uh, look, I was a, I was longtime conservative uh, Republican. I have served on the executive committee of the Arkansas uh, Republican Party. Uh, I was the state treasurer uh, for the uh, Arkansas Republican Party on the executive committee. Uh, I served as a state representative uh, for District 39, 36, one of those, uh, here in uh, Little, North Little Rock area, uh, Park Hill area, and Overbrook and Lakewood, um, and beat a uh, Democrat. Now get this, if this does not see, just totally give you the total picture of the uniparty, nothing else will, is I was running against uh, a lady by the name of Patty Julian, a longtime Democrat, came from a you know long history of Democrats, Democrat family. Uh, her, her father was very uh, influential in, in, in the city of North Little Rock. She had had that... Uh, th that seat had not had a Repu or that yeah that position had not had a Republican since Reconstruction, uh, and I beat her by three points because I knocked every single door in 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 the uh, in the district, uh, what five thousand doors something like that, and uh, Republicans other than Republican Party signed a flyer for me. Not one Republican. Uh, I was a challenger. You know I wasn't an incumbent. Uh, nobody knew, well, people knew me because I was on the state committee and stuff. They knew of me, at least. Not one check. Uh, I got a few lobby checks from, you know, because I was a Republican, and Republicans were doing real, real well at that time. This is 2014. Um, 2016. No, no, 2014. 2014, 2016 is when I served. So just one term. Um, but the next day after I won, they're calling me, man. Uh, hey, man, we want to do a fundraiser for you. Do a fundraiser for me. I've already won. Why do you want to do a fundraiser for me? So they had me at this some restaurant, you know, and uh, like a little dive down by the Capitol. And they raised like, you know, I don't know, 10 or 12 grand, which I didn't even need because I already won. Of course, you know, if you're going to run the next time. I didn't run the next time. I ran against a Republican 
who had, uh, and I'm making a point about this about Kevin McCarthy, so hang on. Um, but I ran against a Republican who had voted for Medicaid expansion when she said she wouldn't. And I told her, I said, you'll probably beat me, but you'll know I was in the race. And she only beat me, she beat, beat me by less than three points. She spent double what I did. Asa Hutchinson uh, campaigned for her, to, you know, told everybody I was trying to kick old people out of nursing homes, the things the Democrats normally say. Lied, just bald-faced, flat-footed lied. Uh, and I still, oh, and had a, a voting machine. I'm using air quotes here. You can't see it. Um, but uh, a, a voting machine in the largest precinct in the in the district, uh, and this was for the Senate, uh, malfunctioned. And uh, I'll leave it at that. And 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 that maybe that was it. You know, maybe maybe that had nothing to do with it. Maybe I just got beat. And and you know, that's probably more likely than. The, the voting machine. I just thought it was really funny that we were neck and neck and then the voting machine messes up and, you know, two hours later, she wins by 280 votes, something like that, uh, for out of 12, 15, 18,000 votes, something like that. So, uh, so the point is uh, the, the Republican Party is not going to do anything that you as a voter want them to do. So Kevin McCarthy's not going to impeach Joe Biden. You know that and I know that. They're not going to do anything significant. They're not going to do anything. Listen, I'm 62 years of age. I've been voting since I was 20. I was probably maybe, yeah, 24. I, I, maybe 20. So I've been, I've been voting 42 years. And Republican Party, other than Donald Trump and Ronald Reagan, and Newt Gingrich, uh, three different times in my lifetime, probably, what, four, eight, 12 years out of those 40 years, uh, and it wasn't all, all 12 years, but Ronald Reagan, the contract with America with Newt Gingrich, and Donald Trump are the only times in my lifetime that Republicans have done jack squat uh, and, and are useless as the ornaments on a boar hog. I mean, that is, you know, that is just the bottom line. Uh, and so I, I'm no longer, I, I, I'm still in the Republican Party only because I can vote for, uh, but I'm, I'm a America first conservative. That, that's what I am. I'm America first conservative. Uh, so I have no hope in the Republican Party. I have no hope. Uh, Republican Party sends me texts. I say, don't send me texts. I try not to ever be ugly or to be rude, but I say, look, you guys are not going to do squat. Stop. Uh, in other words, don't send me the text. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear. I don't want anything from Kevin McCarthy. I, don't, I sure don't want anything from Ron, Ron or whatever her name is, Ronna McDonald, uh, Ronna uh, McDonald, Romney, whatever. I, I don't want anything from her. I don't want anything from... Steve Scalise, and I, I, I don't mind Steve Scalise, he's okay. Uh, I don't want anything from any of them because I don't, I don't have any confidence in them whatsoever. Not, Mitch McConnell, I have more confidence in this lamp that I'm looking at right here. This lamp that's sitting here giving me light to do this podcast will do more for uh, America First conservatives or as much as Mitch McConnell, hands down. So, with all that being said, uh, I, I look at people like Donald Trump. I look at people like Vivek Ramaswamy, and I go, look, I, I don't know. I, I didn't know what Donald Trump was going to do when I started voting for him. And everybody said, oh, he's a Democrat. He was a Democrat 15 minutes ago. You can't trust him. And... Uh, did as well as any, uh, or better than anybody since Ronald Reagan. Uh, and, and I would even contend probably did some things that, you know, Ronald Reagan um, didn't do, not, not contend, it's fact. Um, and then uh, I see Vivek Ramaswamy, who has intelligence and spades, who has the art, able to articulate uh, I, I really think he is, and I mean this in the positive sense, I don't mean in the 
uh, empty suit sense of Obama, because uh, I believe Obama was an empty suit, but he was, you know, all style, all you know, all show and no substance. Vivek Ramaswamy is that with substance, in, in my opinion. Um, and and he could be a snake in the grass. He could be all fake. He could be, you know, fake as the day is long. That that's definitely definitely possible. But uh, I, I think there's, I, I think it just, you know, in my gut, it feels like he's he's who we need. Uh, what I would I rather Donald Trump be elected and Vivek be his vice president? Yes, uh, that that would be my rather's. But I almost think. Uh, and anyway, I'll just leave it there. Uh, uh, so I think I've about covered everything tonight uh, that that I want to cover at least. I'm trying to think if there's anything really earth-shattering going on uh, in the world. Oh, uh, I did want to mention the Dave Portnoy, Portnoy uh, and, and most of you will know that name, Barstool Sports. That's David Portnoy. Um if if you want to go go listen to him on YouTube, he's got some great shorts on uh, YouTube. Uh, it, the language is a little salty, so you kind of you have to, you know, um, take that. Uh, have to be advised of that for sure. Um, so, I think, uh, you know, uh, but but anyway, what I was going to say was he got into it with this Washington Post reporter who is actually a food critic. So she starts calling, he, he's, he's doing this huge pizza festival. You know, his big thing is, for some of you that may not know, his huge thing is he um, uh, he does his one-bite one pizza review. So he goes to all these pizzerias and he'll take one bite and then do a pizza review. And um, so he, um, you know, he, he finally gets all these pizza places that he's been doing these pizza reviews for. And, I mean, blown these places up. If you want to see something fascinating, watch his one-bite pizza review in front of this pizzeria. And the guy's a liberal. And the guy comes out and says you don't want him on the sidewalk. And Portnoy, now be advised, it's it's pretty salty. Uh, very salty. Uh, so, um, you know... Uh, that's that's something to, uh, you know, to, to watch. But anyway, he, he's doing this, uh, he does this pizza festival where he has all these companies come together. Well, the Washington Post takes it upon themselves uh, to call the sponsors and say, hey, you know, the guy that you're going to sponsor for this, this David Portnoy guy, Barstool Sports, you know, he's a misogynist, and he said racial, uh, racist things. They're basically trying to destroy the festival. So he calls, you got you got to go watch it. So he calls the reporter up, and, man, he, he has the reporter just on blast, and he's laying it on her, man. I mean, he's, he's telling her like it is, and she's denying it, lying, I mean, just lying through her teeth. Uh, trying to be so smooth, and you can you can just tell she is lying like a dog, uh, and so man that that whole pizza festival, which was this past weekend, became a Washington Post uh, hate fest, and and really what it spoke of, uh, and this is what I wanted to close out with tonight. It it really spoke of the this, and and Portnoy says this. He says, man. Uh, journalism is dead, and it is. Uh, it is dead. The legacy media, uh, the New York Times, the Washington Post, uh, all your major newspapers. Yeah, was was digital going to take digital going to take over the world anyway at some point? Sure, but man, what what accelerated that was the lack, and, and Trump really accelerated it. Was the total lack of authenticity, the total lack of any type of objectivity. And, and I think, you know, they keep saying back to Walter Cronkite, uh, but I, I think you may even have to go back farther than that to get objectivity. I don't, you know, I don't know really when's the last time we had objectivity in the in the media. It, it hasn't been, 
in my lifetime, and I'm 62 years of age. So, um, so, so what the the new media, you know, the uh, liberals of TikTok. Another great interview for you to catch is go to find Vivek Ramaswamy's uh, video podcast. He does it's on YouTube, and watch his interview. Uh, with uh, Papa John, John is it Schneider? Schneider, uh, anyway, the founder of Papa John's. Uh, great interview there, uh, but the the one that I really really enjoyed was the one he did with the tick liberals of TikTok uh, founder. Fascinating, fascinating story how she started uh, liberals of TikTok, uh, and and that interview is is really really good. But the liberals of TikTok. Is, and the Babylonian bee are actually more journalists. It, it would be like in the back in the day, the, uh, and it may be true even now, the Inquirer being more of a, uh, a, a true journalistic endeavor than the, major, the leading major newspapers and newscasts. And that's just that's just the bottom line. You have Joe Rogan is more of a of a actual truth telling uh, projection than Fox News, than than ABC News, MSNBC, CNN. They're all Democrat typists, including Fox News. And so, uh, so what Portnoy really, really was highlighting. And, and he said it. He said, "Look, he said, you know, Washington Post is a rag, and this, this, you know, this. Uh, I can't, can't think of her name. I want to say Hague, H A I G, but that may not be right. Um. So, uh, but but his thing was, he said, man, she's not the problem. The the problem is, the you know, the total lack of objectivity, and just just truth, uh, in the media." And uh, listen, if, if you had a, new, a major newspaper, if you had a major, uh, if you had a major, News Nation says they're doing that, but they, they don't, I don't think they even do that. Uh, but if, if you had a major newspaper or a major television station that would just tell the truth on both sides, uh, I think... I think they could make all the money, you know, and that's what Fox News did for a while. Uh, but you know, they just they can't help themselves. Uh, so I think that's about it for tonight. I I, I don't think there's anything else that's just um, that's really uh, that's that's worth anything. Uh, really stands out. Um, but I sure appreciate you listening. I appreciate you being here tonight. Uh, there was one similar. There was one other thing that I wanted to mention tonight, uh, but uh, I, I'm sure I'll think about it. And I'll be back. I'm gonna be back on here on Tuesday. We're going to hit it again. Don't forget about our sponsors, Red River Auto, RedRiverAuto.com, uh, and tell them uh, that the uh, Red Pill Plus Sports Plus News podcast sent you. Uh, also. Uh, MyPillow, MyPillow.com. Do yourself a favor. Get the Giza Dream Sheets. Get a white set. We've got several different colors, but get a white set of the Giza Dream Sheets. I promise you, you will you will reach out to me and say, Donnie, man, thank you. That, that's how good they are. Those and the slippers are phenomenal, hands down. Uh, MyPillow.com. And use that promo code RED for more savings. Uh, also, don't forget about the new podcast we've got going, and that is the Medicare Funcast, uh, episodes one and two, and it is the rock and roll detective uh, that Brian Coolis is interviewing. It's a story about the lost beetle is in episode one, and then episode two is uh, the story about Brian Wilson uh, allegedly stealing a song from and I don't remember who that was, but he did steal a song from somebody. I am quite certain of that. Uh, oh, uh, my favorite meme of the week was put out by none other than Red Pill Plus. 
uh, and uh, it showed a state-of-the-art F-35 fighter jet. You may have heard we lost an F-35, uh, and they couldn't find it for several days. And uh, so I came up with an idea, said, hey, uh, if the military wants, the Pentagon wants to figure out how to save uh, or to find an F-35 if it ever gets lost, because, you know, that's the, the one that, that uh, flies, you, you can't detect it on radar. Um, and from what I understand, I, I hope I got that right. But if you want to find one, you just put a conservative, you know, America first conservative, a Trump supporter uh, in an F-35, and the FBI will find it in a matter of seconds. That's the state, the pitiful state that we're in uh, today. They can find a grandma that's a Trump supporter, but they can't find uh, a Black Lives Matter arsonist. They can find uh, a hard-working blue-collar old Joe that's a Trump supporter, uh, but they can't find uh, a guy that's, you know, getting ready to blow up or shoot up a place who's a radicalized Muslim. That's the world in which we live. And this is Red Pill Plus, brought to you by Donnie Copeland, uh, or presented by Donnie Copeland, brought to you by Red River Auto and MyPillow.com. Use the promo code RED, and we will talk at you later. You've been listening to the Red Pill Sports Podcast. The, the Doc Washburn, Washburn Show Family, Family of Podcasts, Podcast, a Yetcher, Yetcher Media, Media Company. Company.